0: Welcome to the Don't Trip on the Usual travel podcast from Beyond Experiences. My name is Anand. I've got a very interesting guest here with me now. Her name is Rashmi. I'm going to speak with her today on her experiences in Assam and in the Northeast. Hi, Rashmi. Hi, Anand. Welcome to Beyond Experiences. Thank you. I really want, was very keen to understand, uh, you know, when, when one says Assam, all that I think about is refineries, is people in conical hats, is rice fields and so on. But for the, when the first time that I went into Assam, um, I was actually on the way to Arunachal and I, uh, I had to stop over at Dibruga to get that inner line permit, etc. I found the sunset was absolutely mind-blowing. The Brahmaputra was fascinating. I had to cross the river uh, Brahmaputra to go into Arunachal. I had such a fabulous time. I found the food to be exciting and all that. But I, I, just tell us more about Assam because I don't think most of us know too much about it. I myself didn't know about it till I went
1: there. Sure. So, yeah, it's about oil because if you would have traveled a little further from the Brugard, you've reached a place called Digboy, which is uh, the place where the Britishers tried searching for oil. And then they asked a guy to dig. And the legend is that uh, that's how it got its name called Digboy. Uh, oh, Dig Boy, because Dig
0: yes, Boy. Yes, wow. Boy. So
1: <laughs> it became Dig Boy. So in fact, there are so many places. There's a place uh, by Brahmaputra which is called So Long. Because the Britishers said it is so long, taking so long to reach. And the name became So Long. So we have such stories. Of course, uh, nobody knows it's uh, true or false, whatever. But we've lived with it and they're fun.
0: You know, so, the time that I went from uh, Debrugger into Along and to Chal, the road, the route was so long that... We kept saying it's so far away, so far away. If I was a Britisher, the place would be called so far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I won't be surprised because there's so many such names, which are really English in origin, and they've been uh, localized by the locals, so they sound something else. Now, coming back to your question. Yeah, so people know about oil, people know about tea, because we export a lot of tea from Sam. Uh, but what people what people don't uh, realize that this is a place which has a lot of uh, natural beauty it's a place known for biodiversity the tea gardens itself are on plains. it's, it's not like a hilly area in Darjeeling, etc so it's very very beautiful and if you look at uh, Assam historically or connections that you have in mythology so it was known as a place called Kamru. Uh prior to that it was called Praag these are the old names and if you go back to the era of Mahabharata, then you have these connections that uh, Bhim, he married a princess who was from one of the tribes in Assam. Her name was Hidimba and she had a son called Kartodkach who actually fought in the uh, Kurukshetra battle and of course he was uh, martyred there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know this Hidimbi her name was, right? Her brother Hidimba.
1: Hidimba. Hidimba. Hidimba and Hidimba. And the sun was called
0: Doesn't uh, Isn't she the one who has a, a temple dedicated to her somewhere Shimla?
1: It is. So, somewhere near Manali, you have a hidden bar temple. Right. Now, of course, it's uh, very interesting because you find her name in Assam and then suddenly you find a temple in Manali. Now, another king that comes to my mind is Banasur. So, there's a place called Teshpur and uh, the king of that place was called Banasur. And his uh, daughter, her name was Usha, so she fell in love with Sri Krishna's grandson, whose name was Aniruddha, Then he was kidnapped. And then there was a war that happened between Krishna and Banasur. Now if you come back to Kerala, then there's a place called Vainad where you have a lot of Banasur. And you
0: have Banasur Dam. Yes. And you know what, I was in uh, uh, somewhere near Guptakashi or was it Rudra Prayag, one of those places, one of the Prayags. And I found one place there uh, where the gentleman said that this is the place where Anirudh, Krishna's um, grandson and the marriage of him and Banasur's daughter happened.
1: Yeah, Usha, yes. But why
0: would the marriage happen from Assam? Why would they come into Uttarakhand?
1: So, maybe that's why it's called mythology because, you know, I fail to understand that how can somebody be a king in uh, Assam and then can be a king parallel at the same time in Kerala or in South India. Similarly, Narkasur Narka used to be the king of Assam. Now if you come towards south, they celebrate something called Narkachatul right.
0: The day
1: when he was killed. And he he's also considered a king here. Right. So so I don't understand what is it. Maybe the landmass was all together or these are just stories. But they are good stories too. Yeah, you know,
0: now that you are telling me about this, you know, there is this place called Malana. Where the Malana cream yes, is. Yes, yes, I am Now there, uh, Parashuram's father, uh, Sage Jamadagni, is uh, is reported to have is reputed to have been there and he had had a fight with Asura king there and guess the Asura king's name? What's his name? Banasur.
1: Oh, and and (laughs) now I tell you the interesting thing. So when Parshuram beheaded his mother, he wanted to wash away his sins. So he goes to Assam and he takes a dip in the Ramakutra river and you have Parshuram Kund there. Right. So if you look at uh, mythology, it's all muddled up, it's all jumbled. uh, It almost looks like that entire landmass is one
0: yeah
1: uh, but yeah if you uh, look at epics if you look at mahabharata or ramayana the earliest mention of this place assam is there
0: right so
1: whether it is Kamarupa, in fact uh, if you know about purans puran is a ancient textbook uh, of hinduism so the kalika puran is supposed to have been written in assam
0: oh i see Because I assam
1: was known for this tantric cult uh, there was a lot of uh, Shaktism there, not so much of uh, Vaishnavism before actually Shankar started it. So it was about Shaktism and not too much of, sh- there was Shaivism of course, but Shaktism was primarily dominant kind of a religion or a practice which was uh, practiced by people. So Kalika Puran, if you read that book, you will find it talks about Kamarupa. And if you look at the uh, Chinese traveler uh, uh, he was invited by one of the kings there, and he also talks about a place which is called Kamalupa, which is actually Kamru. He's ah. of course China, made little Chinese or kind of localized it. Right. So, uh, so isn't stage.
0: there also a place where uh, there where uh, when Shiva was upset with Sati's death and uh, yes. part of her fell there? Where was that?
1: Yeah. So that's the Kamakya temple on top of Ninachal Hill. Okay. Uh, so it is believed that her uh, genitals were there and that's a temple which celebrates shaktism, it's a uh, temple which celebrates uh, womanhood. And incidentally, uh, when uh, this fellow Kamdev was trying to, you know, uh, break Shiva's uh, meditation. Uh, so, Shiva obviously, he opens his third eye and then this guy gets destroyed. We have a temple called Madan Kamdev Temple in Assembly, which is for Kamdev. You normally do not find a temple which is for Kamdev. Right. But it is believed that he took rebirth there. So there's a temple by the name Madan Kamdev temple.
0: Wow, so that's if, like a temple to Cupid. Uh... Uh,
1: it is, it is, yeah. So if you look at Assam that way, you know, it's like a confluence of a lot of things. So you have the Shaivism, you have Shaktism, then you have the Neo-Vaishnavism which was started by uh, Shankar Dev in Assam and then followed by his disciples which is of course a dominant uh, you know, practice now and it's really a very advanced one because it's devoid of any kind of caste system that they do not believe in idol worship. It's always about Kirtan. And he's written a lot of books. He's translated the Bhagavad Puran, all of it for the masses. So he really brought the entire uh, philosophy of Hinduism to the masses. That, that's,
0: that's a lot of religion, a lot of history, a lot of myths, a lot of legends. But what else is there? What else is there in SM?
1: Yeah, so if you're a person who's interested in history, mythology, this part will really excite you. You'll want to know more, you'll want to find connections. The other thing is this whole natural beauty because the river Brahmaputra flows in between the state. And incidentally, it's the only river in India, which is male. All the rivers in India are females, whether you take Ganga, Jamuna, Saraswati, they're all females. Because of which, so you have great forest land. Uh, It's a place which is known for biodiversity. If you're somebody who's interested in rafting, etc., I think there are great options. Uh, the other thing is, if you look at wildlife, so you have Kaziranga, which has almost half of world's uh, population of one horn rhino, actually not half, it should be 66%, I think. That place is known for uh, one horn rhinoceros. However, if you are into birding, I think that place is a paradise. So, because of this rhinoceros thing, nobody stopped talk, talking about birds there, but it gets a lot of migratory birds and there are locals, you have the hornbills, parakeets, all of them. Similarly, if you go a little further, you have this uh, Nameri National Park, which is also known for ecotourism, uh, great for rafting, great for birding, then you have Manas. So you have a lot of these wildlife sanctuaries now converted into national parks, so people who are Really wildlife junkies who love wildlife, I think it's a great place to be. And
0: other facilities like in all other places in the sense that if I go to Kana or a Pench or something or a Bandipur like there so they are nice places to stay in etc.
1: Yes, so the large ones like a uh, Manas, like a uh, Kaziranga, they'll have all very very good facilities. Now is an eco camp, so I think uh, staying in an eco camp is an experience in itself, it's a very different uh, feel. Kaziranga of course has luxury, uh, has uh, higher range, has budget, all of it. So whatever be your you know, preference, you will find some uh, option available for you. So the wildlife itself is very, very different and you know it's, it's great to see these animals in their natural habitat. You can see so many rhinoceros, they're just uh, lounging around or moving around. Uh, Kaziranga also has this elephant safari option in the morning. So. That's uh, something kids like a lot. I, I personally don't like elephant safari because it almost looks like, you know, exploiting the animal. But, uh, otherwise, yeah, a lot of kids uh, like the elephant safari. One of the places which uh, I really think everybody should visit is Majuli. So Majuli is the largest uh, riverine island of the world. And Majuli has another significance, uh, other than the fact that our current chief minister is from that place. Oh, is that right? Yes. So, uh, the bigger, uh, the point here is that Majuli has all these monasteries which are called Satras. In fact, uh, there's a form of dance which has been now included in one of the Indian classical dance forms. It's called Satriya Nitya. So, in Assamese, it's called Khatriya Nitya. So, it's basically a form of dance drama. It's, it's just like your any other Indian classical form like Bharatnatyam or Kathak. Uh, but most of this is based on Ramayana, Mahabharata, your epics. That place also has. Uh, Very good amount of weaving that happens. So there's a weaving community. The kind of fabric and designs that they make are brilliant, very, very unique. The other thing that you'll find there's mask making. Uh, I think we talk about masks when we travel abroad, we go to these foreign countries and buy masks. We go to this place, you'll find these masks and they use it for these street plays, and it is called Bhauna in the local language. So you'll find a mask of Ravan, you'll find a mask of Kiran So all these uh, uh, these uh, characters who are there in mythology, you get masks. You can buy masks there. You can see a street play. You can see this uh, the whole performance that these uh, monks they do in uh, satras are really really interesting. So is very nice. You spoke about that sunset. I think. If you want to see a good sunrise, it has to be in this place called Majuli. It's absolutely beautiful because it's by the river. It's not a very densely populated place. There are pockets uh, where people are staying. Uh, The island is shrinking in size because of floods. But uh, what is very interesting there is these locals who are so resilient. They just know the real meaning of moving on. They rebuild their houses. The houses are you know, these stilt houses, so your, uh, what should I say, the pillars, they are concrete and then on top of it, it will be a combination of bamboo mixed with cement. Uh, so very different kind of housing. You spoke about food, yeah, the food there is to die for, whether you look at the vegetarian food or you look at the non-vegetarian food. There is a lot of choice that one can have, you can exercise a lot of different kind of choices, whatever you want to consume. Uh, Rice cakes that is prepared during Bihu is absolutely delicious. Some of them you will only find it in Assam, you won't find it anywhere in India. So that's Majuli and then uh, like I said mythology, if you are somebody who is really interested in history, uh, so from Majuli it will be, let's say you have to take a ferry and come to this town called Jorhat. It takes roughly two, two and a half hours and from there you travel another let's say one and a half hours to a place called Sipsagar. This used to be the uh, seat of Ahum dynasty once upon a time. and The Ahum
0: dynasty, that's the one who would never been conquered by the Mughals also.
1: Yes, so these are, uh, this dynasty actually, they came from Southeast Asia and they uh, ruled that place for uh, almost 600 years, five ninety eight to be precise. And those days, a uh, good part of North Bengal was a part of Ahum dynasty. So they had parts of, uh, now in Nagaland, kind of... Uh, some of the towns. They had Assam, they had some parts of uh, North Bengal. So it was a large kingdom and the Mughals actually attacked them a lot of times. Their general is is uh, now fairly known because nowadays uh, in the Indian military academy in passing out parade, there's a medal by his name. His name was Lachit Borfukan So there's a Lachit medal which is given to the best cadet because he was a master strategist. He was also one of the governors. very democratic uh, system set up those days. They had a system of a king and five powerful council of ministers. In fact, uh, there was a time when nobody was found eligible to be a king and these uh, five ministers were ruling the whole kingdom. Uh, The interesting part about these guys is uh, when they came to India, uh, Hinduism was the religion there and they embraced Hinduism. Uh, they developed Hinduism by means of building temples. So, if you go to Sipsagar, there's a, a temple called Shivdor, which is for Shiva. They also started the, uh, if I can call it, the amphitheatre sorts, which is for really popularizing Bihu dance. So, during this harvesting festival, Bihu, they would actually call people, artists from all across the state, and they would perform. So, it's still there. And what is interesting about their architecture is the materials that were used to construct these kind of uh, buildings. It had stuff like sticky rice, it had stuff like uh, duck eggs, which were used as mortar to really stick the pieces of brick You mean the
0: buildings are made with rice and eggs? I'm
1: not saying buildings are made with ice and rice and eggs. Buildings are of course made with brick stones, etc. But you need these. Uh, Things to you need a glue, right, to bind these.
0: Ah, so the glue was.
1: Yes, and and these monuments are still around. They are now, of course, they're all heritage sites, but uh, they stood the test of time, which means wow. the traditional wisdom that was existing there, whether it is about the navy, how do you use naval forces in the river? Because we've heard about navy, and we always think about the sea and the ocean, etc. Uh, using the terrain, whether it was about democracy and how do you run a kingdom by getting everybody on board and being inclusive, whether it was about, uh, you know, really uh, embracing some a new religion, because if you actually really go to Assam you'll also find a monastery, which is the place that, that you went to, you have to go further up. There's a place called Damphake and the monastery, which still has this Thai Ahom uh, language in the manuscripts preserved. Uh, which is, which was probably the religion that they were practicing when they came in. So that's something for uh, people who are really into history. Uh, For people into mythology or religion, I said there is enough. You will actually find a lot of things, a lot of connections with mythology. Uh, For wildlife lovers, I think it's a paradise, clearly. The other places uh, I would suggest are for people who are really into this, I want to find mysterious things. Uh, what is it that others have not done if you are in that mode lovely tell me I more I would suggest uh, so there is a place called Mayong uh, Mayong is incidentally also called the black magic capital of India
0: what are you saying
1: yeah so I, I told you about this uh, person called Ghatot Kaj yes so it's believed that he went and took his training there in that village wow
0: so black magic has not make things fly and people fly and so.
1: so those are stories I would say those are stories and there are many but in today's present day scenario if you go there you will meet these people who are called Baed in, in local language they call them rage uh, or the Ojas uh, they will do uh, fortune telling using cowrie shell etc and then you will also see one of the very common scenes is this uh, copper plate being stuck to your uh, you know back upper back because if you have back pain they will do some mantra and cure it etc oh, so currently it is uh, really these people are using it for welfare, if I may say so, or cure and healing. I would say it's a healing kind of a technique. But if you meet the uh, elderly people there, they will say that this place had witchcraft and they have manuscripts now which is all a part of the my own Museum, uh, which talks about this these practices uh, which were there. And also, like I said, uh, this Kalika Puran was written there and so, if I try to connect it with mythology also, there's a lot of mention of this place and about its uh, practices, witchcraft, magic, etc. So, that's a place which is, again, uh, it's beautiful because the landscape itself is very nice. It's very close to a uh, sanctuary called Pobitura. So, you can also club that along with it. Uh, but yeah, mysterious and uh, lots to learn. You can meet people. People are very welcoming. It's one of the things which is very... Uh, peculiar about Assam, of course, it's true for other parts of the country also, but I find that in Assam a little lot, which is that people are very welcoming. So, irrespective of whether they speak your language or they don't speak your language, that I have to help you kind of feeling is always there. Uh, secondly, this whole uh, I have to help uh, you will never find instances of being eve teased, etc., if you're traveling alone. In fact, on the contrary, people will come forward to help you. If you need help, whether you're a boy or a girl, if they find that you're struggling, you don't look somebody who's a local nurse from outside, they want to help you. So Mayong is one such place. Another place uh, which is, uh, reminds me of that magnetic hill uh, story of Ladakh, is this place called Jatinga where uh, the story will be that birds come here to commit suicide. Oh. Because there's a uh, lake that they have to cross. I'm sure there's a magnetic field. So when they're crossing that lake, they're flying over the lake, uh, they just tend to fall down and obviously they die. Also, so, it's biryani
0: time every
1: day. <laughs> it's not biryani time because some of these birds are obviously protected birds also. But yeah, biryani time means you'll have to have that kind of a courage to go and figure out things. But yeah, this that's one place again, like I said, if you're into mystery. There are a lot of uh, places which... Uh, there's a place called Pani, which is known for hot springs. So again, something different. So these are some of my... Uh, uh, picks I would say, in this place, Brahmaputra Cruise is great. Or, so let's say I'm,
0: I'm uh, let's say I have a week to go around in Assam. What would be, and I don't like to do, you know, uh, a new place every day. So let's say I have just, what, what the three standouts that I should. do.
1: So if you just have a week, I would say you should land in Guwahati and fly to Jorhat and cover Majuli first. You can also take overnight like train and reach Jorhat because from there only you get to Majuli because you go to Nimati Khad. Uh, so, spend two nights in Majuli. I think that's a must. Okay. don't do one day kind of thing. It is uh, such a waste of time. Okay. Then you probably come back to Jorhat and uh, since you just have a week, don't stay at Jorhat. Come straight to Kaziranga. Jorhat to Kaziranga is like uh, 140 lot kilometers. You reach Kaziranga. And again for Kaziranga, I would suggest two days. Okay. Uh, because it's not only really about safari, first of all, it's a huge park, so there are safaris in different regions. There are also options of a, tea gardens, so you can go visit tea gardens, see a tea factory, please buy some tea. The tea that is really sold there is out of the world, I think. If you if you are a believer of kadak chai, that's the place to buy that kadak chai. And uh, then what you can do is meet those villagers. Uh, meet these weaving communities there. Food is great. So, spend these two days this relaxation, a lot of different things to do. Then, you get to Guwahati, uh, do the Brahmaputra cruise in the evening, and next day, you can actually go to a village which is called the Weaving Village of SM. Okay. So, it's a small village called Swalkuchi. Every householder or a woman of that house is a weaver. You get Best quality silk here. Some of the silk is unique to Assam. The Muga, the golden color silk, is only found in Assam. Of course, now I'm sure everybody else must be doing, but it's actually endemic to that place. So spend a day there, then go to this place called Hajo. Hajo is uh, known for a temple called Highgird Mother. It's a fabulous temple, very very beautiful. Mm, it's also a place which is uh, you know, known as a place which is a confluence of Buddhism, Islam, and Hinduism. All three people stay together. They their worship places. Places of worship are close to each other. And then next day you spend in Guwahati, which should be uh, visit the Shankar Kala Kalashitra, visit the uh, markets markets. Yeah, definitely visit the Kamakhya temple. Because like I said, it's one of the Shakti pithas and uh, it's the place where uh, uh, feminism is worshipped. And then you must do some shopping because this is a place known for brass metal, this is a place known for silk, this is a place known for bamboo craft and of course good food. So seven days means only these three places I would suggest because this whole rushed business of, you know, yeah. checking in today, checking out tomorrow, it doesn't work. So two days of majuli two days of Kaziranga, two days of Goha including a day trip to Swalpuchi should, 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 should be it.
0: Nice, very interesting. I think, uh, Rashmi, you have kind of given such a very interesting uh, uh, description of Assam. I'm almost, I almost feel like I've had half a bottle of Laopani or something. <laughs> you no,
1: know, if you've had half a bottle of laopanee then you'll forget what you've actually heard till now.
0: Ah, so, that's also that. it's
1: better avoided uh, at this point in time. Right. But yeah, you must uh, make a note of the fact that it's a large state, it's a state with 3.5 crore population, so it's not like it's a small town or where you can cover things in two days time. Like I spoke about Jatinga Mayam, they are in different places. So if you you have to decide why are you traveling or what is your interest, technically, and then think through and say which are the places I will go to. Because maybe you are not a wildlife person, then why I waste your time? Of course, you want to go to Kaziranga because it's also very peaceful, or you may want to lounge around in Namri etc. And birds are a part of nature, according to me, so it's a it's a way to relax also. But if you're a history person, you'll probably head to some other place. Right. If you want to see Parshuram then it's it's on the other side. You'll not flying to Deogarh. So, right. you have to first think saying, what do I want to do, of course, this list is actually endless, I can go on for another 30 minutes on this, but in the interest of time, I've just given you the highlights, which uh, are what people look for, or these are interesting, there is some, you know, a lot of people don't even have an idea that, where does this exist? It's, it's now that uh, there's so much being talked about, and government is promoting a lot of uh, India that we come to know about these interesting places.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Thanks Rashmi. thanks for dropping oh, by and spending right. so much of time here. My I, I guess uh, it's been made far more exciting also because of the fact that you're from SM and therefore you're coming from a position of having lived in the place.
1: Yeah, I was born and I was brought up there in that place and I have fairly uh, covered a lot of places in SM myself. Because I used to love traveling and then I would go and visit these places. And then when I grew up, I probably revisited most of them because when you grow up, then your perspective changes. You also read about it. You also try to compare things. As a child, everything is a vacation, a holiday. Uh, I think as an adult, your perspective changes. So I've revisited a lot of these places and I've probably tried to understand it better, tried to link it with history, with mythology, uh, with interests, etc.
0: Super. Thanks, thanks, Rashmi. Thanks for coming in.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Do come back for more such experiences to the Beyond Experiences Travel Podcast. Take care. Stay safe. Have fun. And whatever else that you do, don't trip on the YouTube.